Welcome to the Collective Mindset Podcast. I am Gavin. I am Jordan. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Uh, today, we are going to talk about the top five home buyer mistakes. Huge mistakes, guys. Huge mistakes. Let's not make any of these. No, sir. And there's a million you could make, but we're picking these five because we see them a lot. So um, probably one of the number one things I see and the number one things I think real estate agents probably experience is uh, clients that are out there shopping, but with no budget. No budget whatsoever. Yeah. Just they saw this house as they drove by, thought it was awesome, and yeah. wanted to buy it. Which is where the dream begins, so that's okay. <laughs> but it, it can also be pretty disheartening to uh, yeah. a future home buyer to find out that that house was actually 750000 and their budget was five hundred. Yeah. Your, your uh, spouse, partner, whoever, kids are going to be really sad when they get the real budget if it's not that. So always smart to... You know, go down that path, get pre-qualified, see what you can afford, see what a payment looks like for the types of homes you're looking at. A lot of people on Zillow, I think they go down the Zillow, Zillow rabbit hole, right? And they find all the awesome houses out there and, and then they get the reality check. Well, one thing I was going to say in regards to like making sure you get pre-qualified with like a legit lender is because oftentimes, you know, I hear a lot of clients are like, oh, hey, I well, I looked at the, you know, the payment estimator on Zillow, yada, yada, right? And that's where they're coming up with it. But I've often found that that payment estimator is not accurate. Um, oftentimes, they'll leave out HOA dues or they'll just throw in some random number for property taxes. So for those of you who are you know, buying a house for the first time, you have the principal, the interest on the loan. So that's your mortgage payment. And then depending on how much money you put down, you're going to have mortgage insurance if it's less than 20%. Then you're going to have the property taxes and your homeowner's insurance and then you might have an HOA fee as well. So all of those things come into that payment. And so it's important that you get that accurate information so that you have a, an exact payment. And then what you can qualify for is just a math problem, guys. It is just what is your debt to income ratio. So you could make the exact same amount of money as your buddy at work. You guys can have the exact same salary, but if you've got a $500 truck payment and he has a $150 motorcycle payment, well, you guys aren't gonna be able to buy the same house. So get pre-approved, find out what your budget is, get that dialed in. I love it. What's next? Next on our list is gonna be credit. Um, you gotta know where your credit's at, yeah. okay? So if you're going out there and you have no idea where your credit scores are, you haven't looked at the 15 different free estimators out there, I mean, think about it. Obviously, you have like the credit karmas and stuff like that, but. Any bank, if you work bank at Chase Bank, Wells Fargo, you name it, guess what? They're going to have a credit journey tracker. If you have any credit card with, say, a Capital One or American Express, Discover, they're going to have a credit score tracker thing that's in there that's free, that's provided with the service. You need to keep an eye on that and monitor it. So, Gavin, as, you, as someone prepares and they're starting, let's say they're a few months out and they're going over this, like, what are some credit do's or don'ts? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's more of just, like, it goes along with step one, right? You know your budget. You need to know your credit. And so getting pre-qualified, talking to a lender, that's just, it's step one, step 1A, 1B. Um, know where your credit score is at. That's going to dictate what loan product we might put you in. That's going to dictate what your rate's going to be. It's going to impact that payment. You want to make sure you're maximizing that, right? So the worst thing we see is when we pull credit and it's a 719 or a, or a 759, right? Well, 659. These, 
whatever it is, or a 659, right? Where whatever it is, but you're just below that little tier that, that would have helped you out. It would have put you in a better loan program or it would have gotten you a better rate or better mortgage insurance costs. You just want to maximize that. So, you know, don't rack up your credit cards or don't, you know, go out and have a, a medical collection hit and then next month try and buy a house. You just want to be yeah. mindful of it. You want to plan, gamify it a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Pay your credit card off the week before mm-hmm. the statement closes instead of the week after, right? When you get the bill. So gamify it, plan ahead, talk to a professional who can help you walk through that process, let you know what little things you can tweak to to improve your score. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, from a, I think 720 and above, conventional mortgage insurance tends to get a little bit better. But like, if you're a 719, you probably could have paid off one credit card just a teeny tiny bit and saved yourself 40 bucks a month or something, right? Like, plan ahead, talk to someone who knows and and do those things and get prepared. So I'd say as far as like planning ahead, I would say the idea would be a minimum of like three months ahead of time. If you know that it's June and you want to be in a new place by September, okay, you should start right now. At least have that initial conversation with the lender because when Gavin says gamify that, like, you're probably going to need to pull your credit within the next 30 days or so. And there are certain little tricks you can do on your credit to boost that score inter-month, right? Yeah. And if you kind of don't do anything and you're a person who, oh, you get the statement in the mail and then you then you make the payment or whatever, like, that is not gamifying it. So we can help you do that. But the idea is you pay that balance down or off prior to you getting the statement in the mail. Because when they've cut that statement, in the mail and it says the balance is $1,700 that's the same statement that's getting sent to all three credit bureaus so you want to pay that balance down before that gets out so it seems a little contrary to what it is but those are some things that a professional lender can help you if it's some guy that does three loans a year and lives in his mom's basement (laughs) probably not your guy that's going to give you those kind of tips because they haven't done enough transactions to know good good advice okay Moving on, number three in our top five list, Gavin, what do you got? So we see this quite often. Once again, it's it's all about not planning ahead. Most of these mistakes are that. But people don't change jobs, don't go on vacation, don't do un- unpaid time off. I know it's summer, it's very tempting, um, but if you're planning to buy a house, you just don't want to be doing that right now. Or, or talk to a lender before you do those things, right? Because maybe it does impact you, maybe it doesn't, but... Definitely don't change jobs. Don't go from, you know, W-2 to 1099 because they're going to pay you more. Like, it, it's not going to help you in all cases. So definitely something you, you need to be mindful of. Yeah, and the reason being, guys, if, like, let's say that you're a software salesperson and you have a salary plus commission, and you're like, well, I'm, I got a higher salary at this place, but I'm still going to be salary plus commission. They're going to require you to be on that new job probably for at least six months before they're going to have an idea what stable income is and they're still going to use a two-year average. And so try to avoid switching jobs. It just resets the clock, causes a couple you know, challenges. Some scenarios where it's good is if it's like you are, a, it is a fixed salary, you're a, a professional, you got a written offer letter that says your new salary is X and you can provide that. Then that's not, there's no problem. In fact, you can, you can switch and buy the house before you even start that new job. Yeah. So, again, the reason why you need to talk to a professional lender. Talk to someone before you do it, right? Yes, sir. What do we got next? Um, 
We're talking about cash monies, guys. Um, the reason being is obviously when you're buying a house, you need a down payment. So you got to come up with some money. And a lot of times we have clients that make some mistakes with this money, and that's identifying where the down payment is. <laughs> so, Gavin, what are some of the crazy ways <laughs> or very, very common ways that uh, people try to come up with down payment? Yeah, I mean, all sorts of things, right? They're going to pull cash out the safe, out, out of the mattress, Uh-oh. wherever it may be. Why is that a problem? Um, <laughs> right? They sold some stuff. <clears throat> Petey. <clears throat> um, you know, you just got to document and source every dollar that's going into a transaction. Maybe you're getting a gift, and, and yes, that's okay. There's a process to that. Unless we you want us digging through grandma's bank statements, there's a process to that. So talk to a lender first. There's a process to you know pulling money out of your 401k if that's something you need to do. Yeah. There's uh, you know maybe there's some creative ways that we can help you with that cash that's in in your in your mattress in your safe. Like all of these things are just things you want to talk with a person that, that that's helping you with that loan. Make sure you are transparent with them. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you know two weeks before closing and they ask you for that final bank statement and you give it to them and all of a sudden there's seven incoming deposits from all your other crazy accounts your aunt sally grandma everyone sending money your way for this down payment and we had no idea that was happening Mm -hmm. now as lenders we're scrambling we're saying we need gift letters we need this well where's that check from it just maybe it doesn't kill the deal but man does it make your life miserable when we start asking you for every single you know Check, deposit, transfer, where'd this come from? We're going to ask you about all of it. So make your life easy. Talk to us first because there might be a better, smoother, less paperwork intense way to do it um, that that saves your bacon in the end. A little detail that I've come across a lot is just obviously the cash deposits. So there's a reason why you can't use cash, guys. There's the anti-money laundering laws that we have to follow. Um, There is a certain portion of it, depending on the loan type, the cash is allowed but it's typically pretty minimal yeah. and so if you're someone that has ten or ten thousand dollars twenty thousand dollars in a safe at home and you know you're going to use it for a, a transaction you know real estate transaction my advice is to get that deposited 90 days prior to your home purchase transaction because then you can still provide your lender with two months recent bank statements that don't show this large cash deposit so you would have to do that. But if you all of a sudden, you've got $10,000 in cash and you're buying a $300,000 house, that deposit is going to be excluded and you will not be able to use that money in the real estate transaction. So that's why that is very, very important. And it can cause some nice little challenges down the way. 100%. Yep. Last one, number one mistake we are seeing is clients who are not working with a professional real estate agent professional lending person um, whoever that may be it's a mistake what do you mean by professional real estate agent i just mean look if (laughs) your uncle cousin does a a deal every two years and you're trying to go in and negotiate the best deal ever or or go into a situation where four people are making an offer on the same house your uncle cousin is not winning that negotiation He doesn't know to tell you how to avoid these other mistakes we just listed out. He doesn't know all the steps. He hasn't seen hundreds of transactions. I'm talking full-time professionals. People who make a living doing these jobs are people who have seen enough to know how to help you walk through each and every step, avoid the pitfalls, avoid the mistakes, 
um, ease the, the headache that might be coming of just buying a home is a cumbersome process at times, at times they can make it better. So you want to work with a professional, someone who's, someone who has seen it all. Yeah. And that's what I would say in like real estate, like yeah. we have a saying like, oh, I've seen it all until I, until that transaction. Right. And there's always just something more. And so you have guys like Gavin and I that have been in the business for, you know, combined over 30 years, we've literally seen thousands of transactions. And so that's the value like you're getting when you use some of the, like us, same thing goes for a real estate agent. If you're working with a real estate agent, with all due respect to some real estate agents, I appreciate the side hustle, I really do. But if you've only done one transaction in the last 24 months, you have not seen it all. You have not come across certain experiences. Whereas if you're working with a team that's a producing team or an agent that this is their profession, they do it every single day, they're doing four or five transactions every single month. Those real estate agents, they know in and out. They know how to negotiate. They know how to make sure that the inspection goes good. They know how to make sure that the appraisal is going to come in and they know how to talk to the appraiser. I mean, there's so many things that are involved to make sure it's a smooth transaction. And I mean, that's our goal, right? We want to make sure that the transaction from start to finish is a wonderful experience for you. And if everybody involved is, is awesome and responsive and professional, yet we've got some wild card over here agent that forgot to order the pest inspection or something like that, then we're gonna, you know, it's gonna make things a little bit bumpier. So those are just kind of some of the suggestions we think that are very, very high level, top five kind of mistakes that people make that hopefully you guys can take away and be like, oh, I, oh yeah, I need to make sure I've got these things dialed in. But I think the key is just in the very beginning, choose the right real estate agent and the right lending partner. We'd love it yeah. if you chose us, of course. Yep. And uh, you're typically going to have a much smoother process if you do those things. Um, anything else you want to add? No. Be- I think, I mean, obviously these are our top five. Everyone's situation is different. You know, you're probably more inclined to make a different mistake. But let us help you, uh, you know, find that out before you do it. So just start early, reach out, ask questions. If there's something you're worried about that you think might be an issue or something you're thinking you want to do or don't know how to do, talk to us. Let us help you walk it, you know, walk you through it and uh, you know, smooth out those bumps that might be coming. So. Yeah. As a prospective client or a prospective home buyer, if you've watched this awesome first step, you're well on your way. And uh, reach out to whichever lender you'd like that's going to be professional to help you kind of get pre-approved. If that's us, awesome. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you.